Alright, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. All right, people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. You are in episode 47, episode 47 being a family affair. I am here in the cafe and today I am joined by none other than Christian. You want to say hello to the people, Christian? Hello, people. All right. All right. So, you know, here at the cafe, we always have a conversation centered around the drink. And today I am drinking on my little mug once again. Boom, boom, boom. Bam, bam, bam. Got you there. Mm-hmm. My my still mug. It is a godsend to me right now. And I am drinking on some juice, some tonic water and a splash of bourbon. And Christian, what are you drinking on at the bar today? I am drinking on some water. You're right. In my little Peeps Creek. What would you call this? Like a uh, mason jar? Mason jar. Before we start, though, I want to go back into our old roots. Okay. And start this episode off with a little shot. Old roots or maybe you just an alcoholic. Which one? Old roots. We used to do this all the time. We are going to do some little shots over here in this little steel little shot glass here. This is season four. Four. We haven't done this this season yet so there's a first for everything wait done what taking shots in the beginning because we used to do them all the time the previous season oh yeah at the bar here cheers cheers all right oh you both hit it and then take a shot Mm. Mm. that was not tequila all right so that was bourbon we were out last weekend or last week we did not have an episode because I was um, inundated with work and we just couldn't fit it in the schedule to to record. We may be out not this, not next Thursday, but the following Thursday because I am getting my bar remodeled. Hopefully when you all come back, you'll see some things a little different, changing my floors and changing my walls and all that. And so the contractors will be here and I'm not sure we'll be able to record all that noise. All right. Okay, so let's get into this particular episode. We are also in the sense of going back to our roots. We were last season. We spent a lot of our episodes doing crime, true crime shows. I love true crime. And so we are back doing that today. Christian, you named this particular episode. So I'm going to give you a shout out. Kudos for that episode 47. It is called Family Affair. Is that right? That's right. All right. So let's talk a little bit about this. This case, we are in the good old city of Mountain City, Tennessee. They never heard of it. (laughs) Never been. But we are in Mountain City, Tennessee. We have a cast of, of characters in this particular matter. But this happened in sometime in 2012. Is that yes, right? January. Uh, January 2012. Now, I would tell you that Christian has quite a few note pages of notes, and I'm just going to show you all where my notes are on this little sticky pad. All right. Can I see mine? <laughs> Shout out to my sister-in-law for this notebook. Good job. You actually had some 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 good information on there, and you took some good notes. All right. So this, I saw this particular show. It's called Killer Post. It is on Peacock. 
and they also have a lot of different documentaries and crime shows and true crime. And this one really sparked my attention because on this particular podcast, we've talked about social media. We had episodes talking about dating, right? Mm -hmm. There is. So we're going to spend a couple of more episodes talking about some of these cases because I think they're fun and they relate back to some of the topics that we have. But this particular case stems out of a argument from, right? It starts off with, I'm going to label it as an obsession (laughs) and one load of crazy ass people in one particular family. All right. So let's talk about a little bit about what, what happened here. So the episode starts off with one of Billy Payne's Billy Payne is a 26 year old um, white male who is in Tennessee. He works at a pharmacy with him. Huh? Bill. What'd I say? Billy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Bill Payne, 26 Bill years old, um, white male. He works in a pharmacy with his sister, Stacy. And and so it starts off with a buddy of his. I think his name was Bud or something. He goes in to go and get his mail because he was, you know, getting his mail sent to Billy's house or Bill's house. And so he wanted to go check his mail. Now, disclaimer, this technically isn't Bill's house. This is his father's house because at the time he's living with his father, Bill Sr. Go ahead. Bud actually comes to pick up his mail. That's what I said. To get his mail. Yes, you did actually. Sorry. (laughs) I heard something. I thought you were meaning like, never mind. Anyways. Yes, you're right. Keep continuing. So Bud comes in, he he comes, pick up the mail, he goes to the mailbox, duke doo 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 picked up his mail, he turns and goes towards, towards the house. He noticed that the door is cracked, okay? Immediately as he sees the door is cracked, he sends a text message to Bill, hey, I told y'all that y'all need to start locking this door. So apparently we in Mountain City, Tennessee, folks frequently or periodically leave their door unlocked, so it's not something out of the ordinary at least, right? Bud goes into the house he hears the baby screaming or crying and so you know he puts his mail down and he stands there for a moment and listening and and waits for um the baby to be taken care of but he notices that the baby is continuously crying and it doesn't appear as if anyone is coming to the aid of the child yep all right so bud goes to the back room and according to this particular show of course they made it a little dramatic he's walking slow as he walk into the back, he gets to the back, he opens the door, and in the room, what does he find, Christian? He finds Billy Jean, which I'll just say it out, that was Bill's current fiance and his daughter, I believe she was six months. Six months. On the floor, Billy Jean has been shot, she's dead, and the daughter's crying. Yeah, so we have Billy Jean Hayworth, who's twenty-three who happens to be Bill's fiance. They were living together in his father's home while they were getting themselves together so they can go and get their own spot. The baby is crying. Obviously, the baby is alive because the baby is crying. Billie Jean Hayworth is dead on the floor. Bud goes to the other room, and what does he find? He finds Bill Jr. Payne also dead on the floor. (laughs) Also dead on the floor, shot as well. So apparently, Billie Jean Hayworth the 23-year-old female was shot in the head and Billy Payne, or excuse me, I keep saying Billy, Bill Payne Jr. 
I think he was shot twice, once in the torso and once in the head. Yeah. So they're dead. So then everything rewinds, right? So now we go back to how did we get to the part of we have a six-month-old baby crying in the arms of her dead mother, right? We have the mother on the floor dead. We have the father in the other room dead. The grandfather of the baby who was crying is out of the picture. He's not at home at that particular time. Yeah. And then we have Bud, who's the friend, coming to check his mail to get his mail, finds his not only his friend, but his friend's fiance and a, uh, a distraught child in yeah. the home. All right, go ahead. So right after that whole scene happens, Bud calls 911 and they come to the scene and everything. Then the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation was called to take over the whole investigate the whole case. And at first and this is like before everything happened, they thought it was a bold bul- I can't pronounce that word. Burglary? Burglary. 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 Mm-hmm. And they looked around the, the whole crime of the scene and they found a meth pipe. And then that's when uh, they questioned everyone, starting with Bill's sister, for suspects. Well, go back. So when they get to the, to the house, initially, their n- initial reaction was maybe it's a burglary. But then when they started looking, they noticed that there was no for- forced entry missing. into the yeah. home. So then the next step was whoever came into the home knew them. Either they let them in or what have you, right? True, true, true. And so then what happens as they're looking around on the outside, there is a meth pipe, a pipe, a glass pipe out there used to smoke meth on the ground. Now, before they get to the sister, because you you jump, so, see, I, I ain't take notes, but good memory here. Before they get to the sister who's actually at the pharmacy when she's told about her brother, the father comes, Bill Sr. comes, and they ask him, you know, what's going on? Was Bill or Billy Jean into drugs? Is this their pipe? And basically he says, no, he doesn't know what's going on. Nothing seems to be out of place at the home in the sense that it doesn't appear as if someone robbed him. Billy Gene and Bill both had their jewelry on and the wallets and stuff still there, right? And nothing was missing. Nothing was missing. So then they go, they find out that Bill worked at a pharmacy with his sister as I started off this podcast episode with. So they go and talk to the sister, basically try to find out, hey, is there does your brother have any enemies? Dun dun dun. Okay. Now, with respect to whether or not the brother had any enemies. Stacy answer in the negative. No, there's no one who would be out to get my brother. But I know somebody who's going to be out to get Billy Jean Hayworth. Right. Okay. Now, so who does she tell the police or the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation who who possibly have some kind of angst or issue with Billy Jean Hayworth? Miss Janelle Potter. Mm-hmm. And who might be Janelle? Potter, Mr. Christian. Um, Janelle Potter is a 30 year old. 30 something. I think she was 30 because Bill was 33. Bill was 26. No. Yes, Bill was 26. Billy Hay- Jean Hayworth was 23. He, she was older than Bill. But go ahead. Okay. I must have gotten something confused there because I thought Bill was a little. Okay, anyways. 
Janelle Potter was a 33-year-old or 30-year-old that lived with her parents. And she was very different than everyone else in the town. And that's how people knew her as. Like, they knew her whole family. Her whole family was very different. They were odd and... I don't know if these this is the right word, but loners. They, had, they didn't have friends in the neighborhood or anything. And this particular scene once the bill sister mentions janelle in this scene they are in the pharmacy where they both work at and they are going to pick up her dad's prescription all three of them janelle and her parents and she the parents are speaking to them and they were like and bill was saying how that it's not ready yet but that he could definitely drop it off and janelle answers like oh that'd be great bill okay so so let, let's just step back. You also are splicing things up because we were talking about Stacy telling her about who possibly have a problem. Then we go, you make it seem like they came into the pharmacy that day, the same time that the police were there. But that's not accurate, right? They do say that though. No. They said that, oh, they were just here. They were just here. Yes. Okay. But going back to what you were referencing, what you were referencing is the fact that it's prior to the Bill and Billy Jean been murdered, right? Bill Janelle Porter, her mother is Barbara Porter, her father is Marvin Potter, and they refer to him as Buddy. Yeah. Okay. The father is sixty-three or sixty-one. I don't know how old the mama is. I think she's sixty-three or something like that. Janelle is thirty-something. I think she. You say thirty. I really think she's a little older than thirty. But putting that aside. She lives at home with her parents, very sheltered. I, I don't even know if that's even the proper word. They, her parents were very overprotective. They, I think they were all just fucking crazy. I <laughs> am not going to use that word until later on in this podcast, but. No, they all were fucking crazy. Okay? Yes. She's 30 years old, living with her parents. There's nothing wrong with that. You have your set your setbacks okay but then it's 10 o'clock and your mother is coming in to the bedroom and saying to your 30 year old ass okay, now you're now you're skipping ahead hey boo boo i think it's time for you to tell your friends bye bye it's time to go to bed not and even, i'm 30 years old not even that she was like it's time to go to bed let's turn it off <laughs> and then she was like 10 more minutes she's like no it's yeah time to go to it's bed. time to go to bed all right so we we say all this to say janelle essentially lives her life on social media. She has no friends. She doesn't really know anyone. She's online friends. She's allegedly. I'm not even okay, sure. Let's not jump That's forward. True. We're going off of what the documentary said. She had online friends. A whole lot of them. If we're gonna say what the documentary said. Okay, no, I'm not gonna say that. What I'm saying is I don't I, I'm not sure they were really her friends, but putting that aside, okay. She lived her life on social media, particularly Facebook, right? Okay. All of her friends yeah. were online. And so there is this point of time where apparently her father and her mother are also recluse, right? They stay to themselves. They don't have any friends. People don't really know them for real. They know of them, but don't know them. And it seemed like the only time they really go out is for a trip to the pharmacy because apparently they take a lot of medicine, okay? So she goes into the pharmacy and the first time that she meets Bill is going to the point where you're referencing Yes, that Bill, she asks for her medicine. Bill says, not ready yet, but hey, I can drop it off later. Right. All right. 
So when he says that there's a spark in Janelle's eye because no one, this person is actually saying this verbally to her and is not texting it through Facebook. Yes. Even though technically I think she was texting herself. But putting that aside, we'll, oh, we'll get to that. Oh my God. All right. So then what happens? So when he says it's not ready yet, but I can take it to him, Janelle, like, she just gets this, like, fire in her. And she's like, oh, that'd be great, Bill. And even her parents looked at her like, you're not supposed to talk. Like, mm -hmm. what are you doing? So I feel like Bill was caught off guard then, too, when she heard her speak. And then they walk out, whatever. And Stacy, Bill's sister, she goes up to him and it's like, oh, like she likes you, this and that. Like, you should invite her out, take her out. She'd definitely say yes. So Bill caves in. He's like, yes, I'm going to ask her to the carnival. So he asks her and Janelle goes. And they, it looks as like a group, they, they go as a group. group. Yeah, with the sister, uh, the sister, her the friends. sisters, their cousin. Or two of their cousins, the friends, or something like that. And it looked like they had a good time. Janelle, she grew a deeper relationship in her head towards Bill. Right, from that event. Yes. I mean, they just met two two seconds ago. Yes. And, and she already tried to look for wedding dresses, but go ahead. And in Janelle's head, they were like, oh, they're dating. So let me just say that. Do you want to say what happens next? So anyhow, so she puts in her head that they are essentially a couple. Okay. Not, there's no conversation with Bill. Bill ain't said, hey, girl, let me holler at you. Let me take you home. Like in his head, at least as presented, he figured, okay, not that this is a charity case, but let me take her under my wing. Let me be a big brother to her yeah. because obviously all her screws are not together. All right. Now, I want to pause there because there were allegations made by her parents that Janelle suffers from a mental disorder, that she was what they said was slow. OK, and that she was bullied. And because of, this is one of the reasons that she resided at home because they needed to take care of her because she had some kind of mental disorder. Okay. I want you all to put a pin on that. Okay. Because I, we will talk about how this actually plays out. So put a pin on that, but the parents think that they need to protect their, their baby. Right. All right. So Bill is like, okay, yeah, we can hang out, blah, blah, blah. He goes out to a bar. Billy Jean Hayworth comes up puts her number on a napkin, leaves it in front of him and walks out like, uh, I am the shit. They Call me, off. follow me. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. So those two hit it off, right? So they started seeing each other. And I think what happens is, is that they started posting each other online, right? And you know how you internet stalkers are out there trying to see what your ex or your 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 secret admirer out there or the person you crushing on what they're doing and who they're with. She was on this boy's profile 40 times every second, basically trying to check out what's going on. And so apparently what happens is to the thr thrust of all of that, she started making comments on. So let's go Facebook. back a little bit. So they post a picture and it was basically them 
saying that they were dating. But Bill not saying it. Billie Jean. Yeah. The caption like said it or whatever. Uh, it was hashtag she's a keeper. I remember that being there. Mm-hmm. And when Janelle saw that, she went into a whole rage. She was livid. Livid. When they went to the carnival, her Bill and Janelle, Bill played a game and he won her a yellow teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Which I think it plays a key part in it. And then Janelle saw that post saying that Billie Jean was a keeper. And she went livid and grabbed scissors and stabbed that bear to death. Yes, that's like and cut it up. And then she had pictures of both of them like on her wall. And she went ahead and put X's over his head or his face, this and that. She was just like pissed. Yeah. Now, mind you, at this point and at this point of time, Bill and Janelle did had no intimate interaction yeah there was no kissing friends he was really just chick you want to come hang out let's hang out type of thing right all right so she goes ballistic but then she starts making comments on facebook which sparks billy jean to see some of the comments and i forget what some of the comments said so i think it was that she posted the teddy bear (laughs) all like jacked up and she was like she been janelle she being Janelle, yes. Uh, she said something like, he lied to me or yeah. he made me think this. Cheater or something. Yes. So then Bill saw that. And even then, like, a Billie Jean wasn't too, like, into it. She was just like, just take care of it. Like, don't make her think something other than what it actually Basically, is. stop. Don't lead her on. You this don't is, lead her on, Because yes. I think the comment was, this is what happened when you lead people on. Yes. Without... And I, I and and to that I don't think he was actively leading her on. I, I just think he was not clear on his intentions. Right. Yeah. All right. So after that conversation, Bill goes to Janelle's house and to talk to Janelle. And he Janelle's like laying on her bed, looking at their the other way. And Bill sits next to her, and he's like, "Hey, so are you asking? Are you okay?" And then he goes and tells her that Billie Jean is his girlfriend. He's just not some girl. And she goes ballistic. Like crazy. She grabs her doll. First of all, a 30-year-old playing with dolls. Like literally American dolls. Like they're literally like you go to the American doll store and you make your own doll. And they look just like her. And just like starts throwing that, it, it was just insane. Yeah, she started throwing it around. She starts screaming at the top of her lungs. And Bill is like, What the fuck is going on yes. with you? And then the mom comes in and uh, she's ballistic. like, You need to get out of here. Like, you need to what go. are you doing to my daughter? Like, what have you done? Insane. But let, let's put a pin on this because this goes right back to, I just want to. Prove a point, not prove a point, but it's just you know we don't as we do these episodes. I never plan out that some things that we've talked about before come back in another episode. And the episode from the bonus episode, which was not the best um, sound quality because we were in the car, but remember what I was saying about friendships, setting expectations is one of the things that I think is most important. Yeah. And in this particular case, 
I think that shows why setting expectations is important because Bill's expectation was I'm going to be your big brother. We can hang out. You don't have to stay on at home being on Facebook all day, every day, talking to these make believe people. Uh, (laughs) You can actually come out and have fun. Yeah. And her expectation was we together right but neither one of them communicated the expectations to each other and how they did that i think maybe maybe bill would have saw an earlier sign that something was wrong yeah all right i can see that all right go back sorry so after that whole room incident and her going like berserk happens she takes it up upon herself to go to her online friends and she tells him all about it she was like he's a cheater like he hurt me this and that and they're all like don't worry girl we got your back like right we we gonna protect you girl exactly and now wait because we didn't we didn't say this but when they went to the carnival remember bill's cousin jamie curd also went but apparently though they started kind of interacting with each other after the carnival jamie at the carnival, he does go to Bill and says to him, hey, are you interested, interested in Janelle? And Jamie said, I mean, Bill says, no, I'm not interested in her at all. And Jamie was like, well, I'm interested in her, basically. In the grand scheme of things, that's when she started at least hanging out with Jamie, which I think is pivotal and important to what transpires. So then Janelle tells all her online friends and they all start harassing Billy and Billie Jean going on their, I don't know, I don't know if it's Facebook or whatever, but going on their profile pages and commenting like anything you can think of and just being hateful. And do uh, we know whether these friends were local friends, were they long distance friends? They were all online friends. She met him on on, online. I don't know if they make that clear, like where exactly. Let's just say Reddit. (laughs) But it was all online. Like they were all on. She didn't actually physically know these people or that's what we know from the documentary. So, yeah, they start harassing her and then. Harassing Billie Jean. Both of them. And Uh, Bill. Yes. And then I believe this is when they find out they were pregnant. That yes. Billie Jean and Bill were expecting a child. Mm-hmm. And they announced it on Facebook. They announced it on Facebook. And of course, she went even more crazy, her as in Janelle. And because so Billie Jean her, stole her man. So did her fan, ba- fan base. There was one specific incident where Billie Jean was buying snacks at a gas station and she turns around who's there it's janelle and her mom barbara and (laughs) she's pregnant by the way yeah she's like literally like probably about to give birth like and this just baffled me like what her mom said to billy jean like she basically cursed her she was like i don't write that what she said and basically she tried to do a, a color purple until you do right by Janelle, everything you touch, it's going to crumble. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, like that is fucking weird. So and that like, wretched baby you carry too is what she said. And right after that, they, Billie Jean and, Billie, and Bill try to go and get a restraining order, but they can't get a restraining order because they weren't physically like attacked or anything. 
Okay, let's put a pin on that. Okay, so the thing about that is from a from a, it's it's too often in a lot of these situations, particularly when it comes to domestic violence. I'm going to take a moment just for a point of education here. Oftentimes, before states started implementing stronger laws, I think like federally we had the Violence Against Women Act, which also allows individuals who are immigrants females who are immigrants who are being attacked or who's subjected to some type of violence, whether it's sexual assault, sexual violence, or domestic violence, to find some kind of asylum and a sense of refuge to get away from people that are um, potentially going to do them harm. And a lot of times what happened was is that back in the day, if you didn't have some kind of proof that your life was in danger, it was difficult to get a restraining order. Now, this was in 2012. I don't remember what was going on in 2012, but I do know um, that since then, a lot of states' laws have eased up on those particular requirements. But I'm not sure that they didn't have insufficient information. Basically, what she said was that she was accosted at at a at a gas station, gas station as a pregnant individual by two individuals whom she did not have a personal relationship with. There were some exchanges made to her that she felt were threatening. They had these messages online that they perceived as threatening. And, you know, at the bottom line, that should have been sufficient enough for the police to do something, whether that is to issue a temporary restraining order and allow the judge to dictate whether or not from a legal perspective is strong enough to to extend that restraining order. But, you know, this is just unfortunate sometimes how the law fails to catch up with the society that is operating in. But go ahead. Yes. So after that incident, I. That boy educated. See, y'all keep playing with me, boy. <laughs> go ahead. I thought you were talking about me for a minute. I got my notes on. But so after that whole gas station incident, I believe. That's when they go and question Janelle and her family, the TBI, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, and agents. They go to Janelle's house, and as they were questioning them, the whole family just flips the story, saying that it was the other way around. Bill and Billie Jean were, were harassing were Janelle harassing instead, and they were the ones whose friends were harassing her as well on the internet. Right. And that's when we learn the mom asked Janelle to step out of the room. And that's when we learned that she has allegedly a some learning kind of mental. disability mm-hmm. and that she's been bullied she had, all her life. She was bullied. And when she was in middle school, she got beaten up so bad that it caused brain damage. And apparently, now we learned that she has a boyfriend. Allegedly. A boy i mean i wouldn't say allegedly because that story goes on the whole episode after that that she had a boyfriend allegedly yes so that boyfriend was jamie curd which was bill's cousin correct which you mentioned earlier was at the carnival when bill first took janelle out correct as a friend and that's when we learned that they had that interaction where Jamie asked if Bill was interested in her and he said no. So he was like, oh, do you mind? You don't mind me if I ask her out? And they make it seem like he said like they went out on a few dates and whatever. 
But then we also learn about someone else in this whole incident, which is Janelle's best friend from childhood or middle school named Chris. Chris is a secret agent with the CIA. That yes. is the what does CIA stand for again? I forget. Something into what does CIA stand for? I have no idea. Oh, Central Intelligence Agency. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and the whole time we don't actually meet Chris because he's in a special mission and he's so undercover. He is. Uh, he is in Iraq he right is now. Is literally like so hard to find. But 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 interesting enough, we find out about Chris because after Jamie and Janelle are in the car sitting talking to each other, and Jamie takes Janelle's side in this whole Facebook beef, right? Yes. This made up beef that people are coming on Janelle's page attacking her, who allegedly are Billy Jean Hayworth's friends, and then we have the fact that Janelle is attacking. Billie Jean Hayworth and Bill on social media, which we know she was actually doing. Right. And so he basically says, you know, Bill, Jamie says to her, Bill normally is in this way. I don't know what's going on, but baby, I got you basically is what happens. Right. The mom comes out on the porch because, you know, she on that curfew. Okay. She got to be in bed by 930. Okay. <laughs> she got to be tucked in. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she got to be in the house before those street lights come on. So the mom comes on the porch and be like, Janelle, it's time to come in. So Janelle says, okay, I got to go. They don't kiss or anything in the do. documentary. Oh, they do. Okay. They do. So she leaves. Twice. And then two minutes later, Jamie gets a text message from Chris, the CIA agent. And Chris, the CIA agent says, you bet not hurt my girl, my friend. Don't mm -hmm. hurt her. She has a great heart. If you hurt her, I'm exaggerating this part. I'm coming after you. But that's the gist of what the message is basically saying. So Jamie is like, oh, shit. I'm sh he's shook because Big Brother is watching him. Big Brother got his cell phone number. He didn't even give Big Brother the cell phone number. And Big Brother is texting him, basically saying, don't mess over my girl. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So after he says all that, he feels like he has to, like, impress Janelle because of his best friend, you know? And then Chris and Janelle's parents have been in contact, exchanging emails. Right. There's um, there's some concerns yes. brought to her, to and the CIA agent. More so on Barbara, which is Janelle's mom. They were the main ones exchanging emails. And she expressed her concern about what, what's been going on. So Chris took it upon himself to do some background checks and on everyone and it said that bill was mentally unstable and all this shit and then that jamie was like perfectly fine like he was like so they needed that little like push because they were hesitant to let janelle and jamie date so when chris said that jamie was fine he they were like oh my god like fine like Go ahead, you know, like date him. Whatever. Now, let's keep in mind, I'm going to keep saying this. Mind you, Janelle is fucking 30 something years old. Yes. Okay. Okay. So then. So after they do the background check, how does Jamie getting, does Jamie start communicating with the family and start getting in with the family or what happens? Do you recall? I don't. So there are communications, email communications between the CIA agent and Barbara, right? Yes. The father doesn't necessarily do the typing. 
but he reads the messages, right? And so there are some conversations going on between the CIA agent and Barbara where there are allegations that Bill is planning to do harm and danger to Janelle. Yes. Okay. okay. So, that- so, so the parents, Barbara and the CIA agent, Chris, are communicating back and forth, trying to figure out what's going on. And at some point in time, the mother says that Buddy, which is Marvin, the father, is prepared to go and put a stop to this because this is getting out of hand. We need to protect our daughter. We're getting these threatening, these threatening social media posts from all these random people, and they coming after my baby. And we can't, we can't have that because uh, we don't do that in this family. Okay. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So before we get onto that, now I, I'm remembering everything. Um, we're going back to that one piece of evidence that the police found or the investigators found at the porch of the family, which was the meth pipe. They find out that Jamie was a meth user so they bring jamie into like questioning and that's when jamie cracks and was like he tells the whole spiel that he even like mentions chris and said that chris they have been talking with janelle's parents and that chris couldn't help because he was in a cia cia case and he was so busy and that janelle's parents said then they would take care of it and ask if jamie would help and that's when Marvin came into it, which Janelle's dad, which was where you were going. All right. So at the end of the day, there's communication, email exchange between Barbara, the mom and the CIA agent. Ultimately, Marvin, the mom and Jamie starts talking because Jamie is the cousin of Bill. Jamie and the family wants to know, okay, what's going on in the household? Kind of tell us what's where things are. And you're right. So then it cuts in the documentary, right? Where Jamie is found to be the the owner of the glass pipe that was found in front of on the porch on the ground of the house where Bill and Billie Jean Hayworth were killed. Now, honestly, is that abnormal that a cousin came to a house and maybe smoked something outside of the house and didn't want to do it in in the house and the pipe fell? I don't think that's so unreasonable. I don't know how they made that connection that this was related to the crime, but they did, whatever. And so he is pulled in. He starts to break down and tells them about the CIA agent and how there's this communication. The CIA agent was going to be coming in to try to help um, resolve some of the issues, but he couldn't because he was on the special mission. And so ultimately what happens is, is that Marvin, the father, decides that he's going to take care of it and they pull in jamie because the thing is is that jamie you love my girl my daughter janelle you need to protect her so let's go over there and handle this particular issue so they go over to they been marvin and jamie the cousin go to bill Payne's and billy jean hayworth's home where they were residing and the the original plan was that Jamie was going to be the one who goes in and harms Bill and Billy Jane. But he gets cold feet and says, I can't do this. This is my cousin. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I in the it middle was, of this? So they were waiting for Bill's dad to leave first before they even went into the house. And then once he left and they were going up the steps because they were going through the back because Jamie knew that that door was always unlocked. 
They go up the stairs and Marvin stops Jamie and he hands him a gun. And Jamie's like, no, I can't do this. Like, he's my cousin. So Marvin's like, oh, basically, like, you fucking pussy. Like, I will do it. You just you go and look out. And so Marvin goes in. And, and he... it's cut. So this is where Jamie goes outside and smokes. Yes. Because he's nervous. Because he's so he's nervous. He smokes, whatever. He, Marvin goes in. And he first spots Bill and shoots him. Two times. Yes. And Jamie hears the gunshots and he like puts his pipe on the porch. And then Marvin keeps going. He sees Billie Jean coming down the stairs because she heard the gunshots. And Billie Jean is screaming. She runs into the room with her baby. Marvin follows up the stairs She's literally holding the baby and he shoots her like a bunch of times because in the documentary we heard a few shots going off and walks out the house. And then Jamie specifically asks, what about the baby? And she was like, oh, he's with his mom now. That's what Marvin said. Yeah, the dad. So I want to say he thought they were all dead. No, I don't think he knew that. I don't think he thought they were all dead. The baby was crying. I mean, the, yeah. she, he shot the mom in the head. Yeah. And the baby is crying. I mean, so, obviously. After all that happens, we skip forward and Jamie gets arrested for ex accessory. accessory of murder. And Marvin and Barbara get arrested too. They got charged with first degree murder. Yes. And then so now the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation is out here looking for Chris the cia agent because hey you're supposed to have a pledge and allegiance to the united states and you're supposed to uphold the laws in which we enforce here and you out here doing these unnecessary background checks and essentially soliciting folks to do harm and danger to individuals so they go on this search they start searching searching they start looking at the emails come and find out the emails from chris is at the same fucking ip address as the emails that barbara was sending out now what does that mean same wi-fi connection same wi-fi connection meaning they're coming from the same fucking house yes and and it comes we come to find out it was janelle who is chris the cia they, agent they had the same like uh grammar mm -hmm. uh mistakes, mistakes and all that but not only that they also uncovered that she was making all these posts she was literally all those friends she that, was all those friends and her in her head she put them all out in public and, and created profiles for them but the thing that mind blew me the most was that the mom knew about it all but she kept it going she did so she, the mom kind of the mom knew it was Janelle. Yes, emailing Chris. But she wanted to perpetuate the perspective that her daughter was being bullied, which also perpetuated the perspective that her child had a learning disability, which also perpetuated the aspect that she needed to be this overbearing, overcaring mother. Yes. So in her head, it all made sense. So it was necessary for us to continue with this fucking charade. And this is where the title that I came up with. The family affair. Family affair. So they go to jail. Jamie is sentenced to like 20 something years. 
for accessory. Yes. The father is is he has two life sentences for the for Bill and Billy. He was convicted for killing Bill. Both of them. And he was convicted for killing Billy Jean and giving two life sentences. On top of that, he already six three. He gonna be dead when he leaves. All right. The mom also gets two counts of murder, first degree murder, Uh, first degree murder, and conspiracy. And conspiracy. So does. Uh, Janelle. And then, so first degree murder, basically she planned it, right? You know, I had this in my head. And the conspiracy is, is that she created this scheme where she got other people to come into contact and and connection with the crime that she was trying to perpetuate. So you can have conspiracy to commit a crime and you can have conspiracy for actual crimes. You can have solicitation of crime. So the difference between a conspiracy and solicitation is this. Conspiracy means that there are at least two people in agreement that we're going to do this crime, okay? Solicitation is, "Hey, Christian, I want you to go kill X, Y, and Z," right? That's me trying to solicit you to commit a crime. Now, if you agree to that, then presumably that solicitation can be bumped up to conspiracy and you could be charged for that. Now, can you be charged for both of them? It all depends. One can consume the other there are some legal folks who argue that you cannot be charged by both solicitation and conspiracy i know that's a lot for those of you who are not out there legal but it's important to know some of these things so some of them are consumed under the other and so it all depends on the jurisdiction in which you are operating on so till this day janelle still says she ain't killed nobody i don't know any of that yeah she says she ain't killed nobody and the folks were just jealous of her and they were bullying her and she has type one type one diabetes and she she's disabled. Well, either way, she can't even be eligible for parole until she's 83. So that's right. Eligible for parole at 83. Hopefully. Well, the mom ain't getting out. She'll be dead. OK, I'm not going to be that negative. She got two life sentences. She's 63. She's going to be dead. OK, I know. and the dad's going to be dead, too. Bye bye. They're going to be gone. Recently, they actually just went back to court, the mom and the daughter, because there were some sentencing errors with respect to the first degree murder and the conspiracy. But ultimately, even when the court fixed it, it didn't adjust or change the sentence that they had. I was just going to say in the documentary at the end, they were like, well, Janelle and her mom got what they wanted. They're going to be together forever. They are. They just, at least at that point, they're, they were at the same jail. I don't know if they how close they were in jail cell wise wise, but this ca- case is just freaking crazy. It's okay. the fact of the matter is that this is a prime example of, of folks taking advantage of other folks and, and and using a situation like I don't think anything about Janelle indicated that she had any kind of disability. She had any learning disability. No person can create five million profiles, orchestrate a whole system create a CIA agent, create text messages, or G- I guess Google Voice or something, to send text messages as as Chris, the CIA agent, send emails to her mom consistently about the situation and create her own bullying scenario against herself and she has a learning disability. Nah, nah, I don't think so. And I don't think it, I don't think she tried to raise that as a defense in her trial later, at least as I read it. But yeah, so that that case is crazy. Social media, family fair, they all together. I I don't know. That was in 2012. I don't know if the mom 
Well, as of 2019, she was still alive because she went back to court. I don't know about the father. But this just taught me that right when you think it's like done and they got it, it just gets crazier. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, this this also is like sometimes you just can't be nice to people. Like, at least as presented, Bill was genuinely trying to help someone who he felt sorry for. And sometimes you can't feel sorry for people because they know how to use it and take advantage of it. So anyhow, that's the episode for today. That is episode 47, Family Fair, named by Christian. Be sure to like us on all podcast streaming platforms. That's right. Give us a review on on Apple. And make sure you like, comment, and subscribe Mm -hmm. on YouTube. On YouTube. Don't Uh forget. It's very important. Yep. And remember that all our transcriptions are on the website. The video for this comes out every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. We try to live. We live stream in the sense that we play them and then we're there and we text text or chat with you. So come check us out if you want to. If not, just listen to the, the audio version. I'm fine with that as well. We appreciate all your support, whether it's a download, a listen or a skip, whatever you do. It, it helps at the end of the day. All right. So again, I am drinking on my beautiful cup here. I love this cup. And until next time, continue to drink, listen and converse. Peace and love.